All right, it's the Game of Thrones recap podcast. Welcome to the show. Thank you for listening. As always, we are recapping Game of Thrones Season 6, Episode 5, joined by Thomas Hassan. Tom, and my name is Mark Pascal. not that anyone cares. Thomas. Yes. Yes. Season 6, Episode 5. Yes. Halfway through. In my opinion, will go down as one of the worst episodes ever. Certainly of this season. We're off to a bad start. We're off to a great start. You you disagree? <laughs> um. Okay. Well, I, I imagine throughout our our time on this podcast today, we will understand why you feel it, it was a uh, not as good an yeah. episode as it could have been, and I'll I'll see if uh, I can at least understand your point of view. Well, you, <laughs> so number one is that. We have, eh, which still seems like a lot, but it's not as many as there's been. We have six or seven major plots going. Okay. And this episode spent the vast majority of the time on the three least interesting plots to me. And I did think this, that two of those three, they at least made some progress on. Mm-hmm. Meaning... In, so those three plots are are the Bran plot, mm-hmm. the Arya plot, mm-hmm. and the Greyjoy uh, and the Greyjoy plot. They made some progress in the Greyjoy plot. Mm-hmm. At the end of that, they uh, Yara and Theon have set sail for somewhere. I'm going to ask when we get to that where we think they're going. But okay. at least they're not just there chilling. Yeah, they're moving. There is movement. Yeah. Geographical movement. <laughs> Not that it really matters to the rest of the story who's the king of the Iron Islands. Like, yeah. that's the problem with that plot, is that there's no stakes. Like, it doesn't matter who's king of the... It hasn't yet mattered. Put it that way. Anyway, the other plots th- that there was movement was Bran. Obviously, mm-hmm. he has now left that godforsaken uh, plot where he's been... The place where he's been for... A full season, they didn't even go there, plus another two and a half getting to this place that was meaning nothing and means nothing to anything. Of, and he's finally left there. So the, I'm, I'm, I'm fine with progress on that. But then the Aria plot, no more progress. But they spent a great deal of time on it. Yeah. So that's why I think it was poor. I think it was a purge episode in a way, which was, okay, they sit around. They're like, okay, George Martin's at the kids' table now. George R. R. Martin. We've discussed this in the previous pods where I think the power struggle between Weiss and Benioff and Martin is being now taken over by Weiss and Benioff from the television perspective. As we'll see later when we get to the stuff, they've diverged even farther from the book plot. Okay. Just tell me if you're disagreeing with me. I agree with you so far. The, okay. the, the three plots they spent the, right. uh, that, that were encompassing the majority of this episode, I am on board with you as well thinking that they are the three least impressively done plots on the show. Least interesting, yes, important, and impressively done. Yes. Well, I mean, I'm an apologist. You know that. And for everybody you like and everything. like everything. Oh, yeah. yes. I think that they are important plots. I just don't think they are important um, at the same time as the other plots I'm are. I'm talking about now. I, 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 I understand <laughs> now. I'm, I'm saying... Or in the history of the show. I mean... I, the, they could be future importance. Listen... Brand could be the sit on the Iron Throne for all I care. Well, that's just it. We don't know. I mean, well, that goes for any show. That's a gigantic. There's a gigantic. So far, nothing. There's from a them. gigantic hinge point that the entire universe will 
fulcrum around, and that's when, when winter comes, okay? So we, yeah. we'd like to think that any amount of time that we spend with any, any, anybody as a central part of a plot is going to factor in that, even in some small way. So we ha- they have to stay relevant in some way to us, uh, us to watch But it's been, up to this point, very boring to watch anything that goes on with Bran or Arya since she left... Since she got to Bravos, I'll remove the very from the very boring, but I will I will put I will put well, boring. I'll say this, and I'll say it later on. If that was the show, I wouldn't watch the show. I mean, yes. I'm not like you, Agreed. which is I like everything of this show. Every you know, no matter what. I no no no. If it was about Bran and the Tree Guy and the Three Eyed Raven and the White Walkers, mm-hmm. I wouldn't watch it. If it yeah. was about the Faceless Men, I wouldn't watch it. Mm-hmm. If it was about the, the Iron Islands, that one's that one I might. That one that could be made interesting. Mm-hmm. Anyway, uh, I, I'm not to say that, not to say that this is bad. I think it was a purge episode. They spent a lot of time on it because they wanted some action. They finally got movement from Bran. Yeah, they finally and and hopefully we're seeing the Iron Islands plot being brought into the other plots because mm-hmm. it has been up to this point largely completely separated. Other than when Yara tried to to rescue Theon, yeah, the the goings on there have not mattered to any of the other groups in Essos and Westeros. So let me say this: um, I think it's a farther demartining of the series. I really do. It's the the Hodor death that everybody's so upset about that doesn't bother me in the least is not even in the books. It's or at least I, I take that back. The plot where him saying Hodor is because he was holding a door was made from whole cloth by Weiss and Benioff. He was kicked in the head by a horse in the books, right? Uh, actually, well, I'm a big uh, deep dive internet guy. Um, sure. And I read an interview with the, the Double D guys and in one of the, their many meetings Who? with the Weiss and Benioff. Oh, the, what the, does Double D stand both, for? They're both Davids, I believe. Oh, I didn't yeah, know they, okay. every, Okay. Us and us nerds refer to them as the double D showrunners. Yes. <laughs> hey, yeah. Um, anyway, one of the many uh, forthcoming things they've said is some of the things that they have learned about the for- the upcoming plots of the books that have yet to be released. That was one of the meetings of we find out why Hodor says nothing but Hodor, and that's but that's, and that's different why. than what was said in the books, which was that he it's, was kicked in the head. No, no, no. It's it's alluded to that because he has a scar on his head that he ha- he suffered so that that no okay. one knows for sure because yeah. uh, the only person to, to, that really knows him was old Nan, his grandmother. Um, but she was losing her mind when but she I told think, the story. I think they made it up because they they had to do something with Brand. They needed something. To, to get this plot going, and that was that was part of it. Either way, if that was supposed to be something important, losing Hodor. Look, everybody loves Hodor because all he says is Hodor, and that's a funny funny plot point. He's a retarded guy. He's an innocent guy. He's like the only purely innocent guy for the most part in the show. You got Jon Snow, I guess, but you, you know who? He's almost inhuman because he's you know mentally challenged mm-hmm. from either the kick or from the seizure or whatever it is. Yeah. How this works, and Sing, so single dimensional character. Yes, and people latched onto him because he is funny. And there's a Hodor, Hodor. That's funny, but everyone is saying this was some huge deal. And it, it plot wise, Hodor hasn't been much except for except to protect Bran, mm-hmm. which again is a plot that hasn't been taken anywhere. So I don't think losing Hodor is a big deal at all. In fact, I read I think it was on the Gawker Network their their recap today and it was said it was red level wed- red wedding level uh uh yeah S- slow down i'm like slow uh, down yeah. no pump the brakes you're talking about a guy who had a, a a claim to the throne who was murdered in a complete 
uh, in a complete betrayal from one of his his uh, bannermen, yeah. bannermen, mm-hmm. compared to just this guy who has done nothing but carry around brand. Yeah, I like so it was it was sad because he's obviously he's an innocent guy who's just trying to help brand and he mm-hmm. just says Odor over and over. But it wasn't the show hasn't lost this great character. Like when certain characters die. You lose Caitlin Stark. She, Caitlin Stark. She's an important yes. cog, and that's also like, oh my gosh, she's gone. And there's countless other examples. This one is not that big a deal. Are you with me on that? As far as the loss of the character, I can completely understand where you're coming from. I I think of it more as a big deal. Is that Brand is no longer in the friendly confines of that the 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 underground right, tree, and tree seller can't protect him. Now. Yes, uh, Mira probably s- strong for a uh, teenage girl. Probably nowhere ready to traipse uh, with Bran in a sled in, the- in, in the blizzard, and it's not like the the um, the others that they left inside of that are going to stay in there forever. Okay, so there's this gigantic. What's going to happen with them? It's not so much the death of. Well, I'll talk about my feelings about the death of Hodor uh, if I can ask for two minutes later on in the show. Sure, but. but I, that's the the big deal to me is it's not like him holding the door for a fifteen Mississippi. They're now safe. Okay. Right. Yeah. Right. Oh yeah. 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 They're in the snow with with a guy that yeah. can't walk and a young girl. Probably no food. Nothing they can forge for anything yeah. in the middle. They're of the They're going to run yeah. into somebody or something. There's got to be interview, yes. or they'll just they'll die. Which, by the way, won't bother me. Yeah. I understand that. Isn't he the eldest heir of the, the Starks? Uh, I mean, unless you count Jon Snow. Right. So, yeah. yeah. So he technically has a claim to be warden of the north i mean he's a major character i get that but if he dies it wouldn't bother uh just because i'm angry because i've spent so many minutes watching this it's like the aria plot i'm like mad when it comes on now i'm mad i'm pissed off when i see that raekwon what's his name jackwon jack and agar jack and jack yeah (laughs) raekwon the chef jackwon the chef that's a that's a rap reference first ever on the game of thrones podcast (laughs) recap podcast to my to my knowledge all right so we start to show at the wall at one of the one of the worthy plots and look you got to rank you got to rank there's always going to be a worst plot yeah and i just think that they this was just just like in all 50 states Somebody's got to come last in teacher's pay. That's yeah. right. Hey, congrats. Uh, well, it's not North Carolina, but no, they're no, close. We're in the, in the mid-40s. Yeah, yeah. That's where we are potting from is North Carolina. Thomas is a teacher. This is why he's uh, worried about such a thing. Um, I just think this this was a, a, a grasp at making... Two, Elevating a plot. Two of those yeah. three plots back into the fold. Yeah. And the RA one, maybe they moved ahead a little bit, but I, because now they're like, one more mess up and you're out of here. I'm like, please mess up. Please mess up so you can finally get out of this ridiculous, stupid plot. Mm-hmm. So, anyway, at the wall, uh, Sansa receives her little message. She meets, she meets Littlefinger. Mm-hmm. Where was Littlefinger before? I don't recall he exactly was, where he was. He was coming was. From, the, from the Eerie. Uh, where he was, he met with. Uh, so is it realistic that he went that quickly to Molestown and she was able to get there that quickly? The, the from the wall. The concept of the passage of time boggles my mind. Not just passage of time, but distance traveled. Um, it, it's one of those things. Like, all right, we're living in a world with with dragons and White Walkers. Like, yeah, yeah. he can get there in a yeah. couple of days. No it, big. Whoop. If he was in one of the most uh, not in the mountains, Vale uh, townships where. Um, uh, Jan Royce, where it was holding uh, uh, Robin Aaron. Yep, y- you could make a case that he could probably get from there to Molestown in a fortnight, in two weeks. Well, the part that I think is is important in this scene is that it's the, sort of the new Sansa. Yes, like she is yes. now, and as a result of the things that happened to her that we hear graphically about at Winterfell with Ramsay, 
she's not taking any more more shit from yeah. Littlefinger. By the way, one of the better smaller pieces of writing when she says is like I can still feel what what he's done to me. I like, I don't I don't mean like in my heart. I can Which still, still does yes, hurt. Yes, by yes, the way, yes, I can feel like that. I thought that was a great bit of writing right there. Yeah, and she breaks out the stupider liar on him, which is yeah. either. Either you're you're an idiot, yeah, which is you not, didn't know about Ramsey, not, yeah. or you did, or and you're this horrible human being. So yeah. w- which are you? Um, I thought for a minute they were going to kill that. Brand might go at Littlefinger, and then I said no. no. He's way too important. He's way too good of a character. Yeah. Like they kill. You know that's what I'm saying. Yeah. Brand Stark dies. There's not a revolt. Littlefinger dies. There's a nerd revolt on yeah. on, on our hands. There's a that, like that sounds horrible. A nerd that, revolt. Yeah, yeah. Well, oh man, I'm in one every day, but um. <laughs> Um, the, there's a lot of goings on in the shadows. If you kill Littlefinger, like eighty percent of the shadows disappear. They go, get right into the light. You know? Yeah, the whispers, uh, along with various yeah. people and all that. Yeah. Um. So Littlefinger's got a set of nads on him to say, I, "You must believe me when I say I will protect you." It's like you just sold her to Ramsay he Bolton is, like six episodes yeah, ago. It wasn't he, even that long, yeah. less than a year. Exactly. He was. He's just trying to get out. He's trying to get out of there. With his head still attached to his body, he's still saying this he'll say anything. Yeah, great scene. I thought the show was off to a great start yeah. before it went to the place it goes next. Oh, by the way, important part here. That's when Sansa finds out that her great uncle Brendan, yeah, blackfish, had yeah. the blackfish, which is Catelyn's uncle, right? Yes, on mom's side. This isn't the Stark side. That's correct. This is the it's other the side. side. The Tully's yeah. a River Run. That he's got an army. He's retaken River Run. Yeah. River Run, which could be a very strategic plot point later on, or a strategic part of their plan to retake Winterfell mm-hmm. later on. So that's important. Why does Littlefinger, as he's leaving, remind her that John's only her half brother to plant a seed of distrust? He goes, half brother. Well, you, you could boil it down to that. I think it's a little bit short sighted, uh, but it's certainly, it certainly could be very valid. What I think, I still think Littlefinger's trying to get Sansa. Uh, to represent Winterfell and the North. Okay, so I represent. Th- like I said, uh, oh, to be the uh, to be, uh, which they talk about later. Yeah, since she has the Stark name, the warden, uniting yeah. the houses, the wardeness of the of the North, instead I, of John, instead of John, because I think um, I, I think he's still trying to move move the pieces around to his liking, and he knows that Sansa. He's been grooming her to kind of be tougher, you know, as much as well. Could, you know, to, yeah. sometimes it takes a little raping yeah, to make little, a girl yeah, tough, a little, little cutting, a little punching. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. but but I, I think I think that was more to remind her that she's. Just, knows about the lines of succession and, and how bastards, unless they are legitimized, and there's no friend on the Iron Throne who would legitimize Jon Snow to make that happen, that she will have to be the Stark, not Jon. Yep. She will we have to be the Stark. find that out yeah. in the second to last scene in this, yeah. this episode. We move on to the House of Black and White. My note here is I honestly don't care about any of this. This long, boring history of the faces and all mm-hmm. this stuff, it's not even that interesting of a, of a story. Mm-hmm. Uh, then we get to the funny part. When they reaped basically a dramatic retelling of season one of of Game of Thrones, yeah. which pisses off Arya, then there's an egregious penis shot. Yeah, that, that like, was filthy. There was like a like a solid six Mississippi close up on the penis. It was filthy, just a man's penis. Yeah, I don't think there's a woman alive who appreciated that. At least when we see Dana- Daenerys' boobs, fifty percent of the population. Give or take, (laughs) rejoices. Yes. Does anyone rejoice when they see that filthy, disgusting penis? It wasn't like sexy penis. It was 
Yeah. Wounded. Or he's got some sore on his. I mean, it's yeah. disgusting. Even the best look, at least in my opinion, <laughs> I'm just one man. Even the best looking penis is not much to look at, you know? <laughs> I like that. Yeah. That's good. So I, I'll pick this plot up as far as something I'm interested in. The second at she, least we did get boobs from the, uh, the Aria, yeah, Aria plot. Yeah. The second she leaves Bravos, I, I, I might be back to be interested in her. I think they need to cut bait on this like they did with the brand and the other one and just go, look, this was a – I understand it's in the books, but it's just not going anywhere. Mm-hmm. How – in your opinion, is it possible for them to salvage that, to make this many-faced gods thing part of the greater story? We talked about this last week. Uh, Jacques and Agar, uh, Arya's very curious and questioning. She's very headstrong. She's not someone – who can who should be a faceless man. Okay, she's not someone who takes orders well. She's not I mean, she has her own self-interests. Yeah. So she's completely um in disagreement to the whole way of life that these faceless men have. So, um I think she's going to take this tr- quote-unquote training as far as she can to gain as much physical and mental strength to finish her list. And then she, okay. but I think along the way, something that's going to have to distance her from the house of black and white is having to act upon against someone she cares about. So when she when she sees this uh, uh, dramatic, it's the a girl, I'm nobody. That part, yes. she's like, no, 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 I'm a Stark. I remember yes. this. This hurt my feelings when my father was murdered. Yeah, and like, and she said, why? She seems like a nice lady. Like she watched yeah. live. Remember? Yes. Uh, yes, and she's like, she seems like a nice lady. Why? Why would someone want to poison her? Yeah, and it's like, it's like, it doesn't matter. The price has been paid, and we talked about this. The faceless men are for hire. This is not some altruistic, uh, right? Life it's of all poverty. Money. It doesn't yes, matter who. Ex- exactly. You got enough money. You you point the finger at somebody. That guy is dead. Okay. Yeah. It doesn't matter who that is. It could be. It could be. Or what your reasons t- Tom, are. Tom. Yeah. yeah. What are your reasons? It's the coin, and because they're in Bravos, that's where the Iron Bank is. It's the coin that rules everything. So. It's not without the. Uh, it's not outside the realm of possi- probability. Possibility someone from Westeros is going to send a bag full of golden dragons and saying this person that just happens to be someone Arya cares about must die, and yeah. and just maybe Sansa yeah, or yes. someone of and just like uh, sending her to watch that play that Jocka knew was going to be performed for her to kind of just keep digging that knife in. Are you sure you're no one? Are you sure yeah, you're no one? You right, sure the girl yeah. is, uh, doesn't have a name? That's the, the, there's going to be another test, another level harder. And and hmm. you know that that's my opinion. Well, it's but it's maybe take, this plot, it's taking for fucking ever to get yes, there. I agree. Well, maybe yes. this plot, maybe that's the plot starting to move a little bit. Yeah. Maybe maybe that is it starting yeah. to move. Um, so then we move on to, to Bran, wherever the hell he is. He's warging. And he sees the creation of the White Walkers with these little women, these little that, ladies. Yeah, they just brought that out of the. Who de- the hell are those people? Well, that's the. If, if I can, they were the they were the inhabitants of Westeros before the first yes. men. Is that right? Yes, they they were the original inhabitants. And They're like Native Americans, if you will. That's a great <laughs> oh, way. Oh, I think. will. Yeah. Um, and so when the first men came over with their bronze, quote unquote, bronze weapons and and, and fancy, uh, you know, making a fire. Um, they were the biggest threat. They kept cutting down the weirwood trees, which was their their deities, uh, all over Westeros. And so they needed something to combat the strength and the size the cr- and the cr- of them. And so they used a little bit of the obsidian magic um, to create, and the, to white create the white walkers. That were big mistake, exactly. ladies. Yes. Yeah. Okay. So he sees that. Trying to so play he God. Wit- yeah. He witnesses that. Uh, and then we move to the Iron Islands. It's the King Smoot. So the King Smoot is how they 
pick a king of the Iron Islands who By the way, obviously think that they're in charge of the whole place. Here's the problem. You got to know your place. The P- Iron Islands is the bastard stepchild of Westeros. No they're, possibility that they end up ruling the whole place. Every once in a while, they, every 12 years or so, they get the big head and think they des- deserve more than their islands and, and the sea. And they try to go a little bit further than past raiding the f- fishing villages on the coast. And they go a little further inland, and then they get their butts kicked, and then they get sent back yeah. to the Iron Islands. Okay? Lather, rinse, repeat. There is a lot of uh, sort of... Uh their version of nationalism, you know, we're iron born. Yes. We're the best. We're the greatest. This, I will give you the world. This is the whites of West Virginia, you know. Yeah, yeah. They're not a handsome lot. No, not a handsome lot at all. No. They always go to like that grayish hue when yeah. they when they go in there, and it's like yeah. they're all just. It's like there's no laundry mat in, in Pike. Yeah. There's not a single. You're it's not like, going to find a a a, a clothesline anywhere. Yeah. These it's clothes. The wor- it's the worst day in Seattle in the northwest of uh, yes. all times. Yeah. Oh man, they love they love uh, grunge music in yeah. Pike. It's oh, awful. Yeah. Pearl Jam is huge there. <laughs> so the King Smoot's happening, and this is the ceremony that is how they pick it. Yara makes a claim for the throne. Theon comes up and. When they say, but why would we have a queen when there's a male, when Balon's male, rightful male heir is here? Mm. And he comes up and basically says, no, she's the queen. She's yeah. been here. She's earned it. And you, she kind of gives him that look of, okay, you're back to being my brother. You've publicly denounced your chance at it being a king, which has got to be yeah. pretty nice for me. Yeah. And then our fellow Urin, Urin. Yeah. the name of Urin, the, of all the fake names. Yeah. Of all the fake names, you got to have one that is like one slight, tiny, syllabic pronunciation away from urine. Yeah. Like, what? A t- isn't it pronounced pretty much uron? Y- uron, yeah. It's the same. Yeah. It's urine. So he, he shows up, admits to killing Balon. Makes, Owns it, yeah. Makes a couple dick jokes towards yeah. Theon and says uh, that. By the way, by the way, please continue in a second here, but Theon handles the mockery pretty darn well, you know? Yeah, uh, we'll talk about him in a second. Uh, basically says. I'm your guy. We're going to build the biggest army. Like you're saying, we're going to build the biggest army. But then he throws a little wrench in, which is we're going to join with Daenerys, who is a queen with a huge army that doesn't have a husband. I'm going to makes another dick joke. I'm going to give her my ding dong. And we're going to apparently everybody in Game of Thrones world has a gigantic member. Well, apparently no, no tiny cocks. They talk Uh, a big game. yeah. Yeah. So they decide to make him king. They have they do the little drowning ceremony, this weird kind of ceremony. By the and, way, a fickle crowd. Oh, they're oh, for oh, one I, second they're like Yara, and then they're like, Lord. like you're in. Yeah, they're well, they're, they change their minds with the tide. Kind of like ridiculous. they say later on when they're talking about how they're going to get the houses of of the north. They're like nobody. Everybody's brave until they have the idea that their family might get killed. Everybody wants you, to be on the side of the winner. You gotta love Davos, the great yeah, but yeah, yeah. but yeah. they want and these guys are like, okay, if he's gonna be the king, I'm with him. Oh, if he, she's gonna be the queen, I'm with her because yeah. they want to be on the winning side. Um, t- so to end this scene, Yara and Theon take the men that support them, all the boats, and they split. Which I'm glad because hopefully they're. Uh, do we have an idea of where they're going? This was the last bit of information I was lording over the non-book readers. Was this King Smoot that happened? Now there are diff- and that at some point they were going to head. I guess we're assuming they're already in Westeros, but they're assuming they're going to head to mainland Westeros. Well, let me um, let me bring this up. I mean, the King Smoot did happen in the books, but different players were at the King Smoot, and there were different things at stake. Um, Euron Greyjoy did come out of, uh, you know, 
you know, sailing everywhere on the planet except for the Iron Islands. But he told them, uh, that everybody at the King's Moot, after um, Yara tried to make her claim and several other people tried to make their claim, um, he said, I've already dispatched my brother, Victarion, who's the best sea warrior there's uh. ever been. He's going to bring Daenerys back and I am going to marry her, and we're going to use her and her dragons and her army to overthrow Westeros. So but they're going to go capture it, in the it, book. It, the plan was Victorian to steal off of there. Yes, right. yeah. So, um, what? And the last thing I know is that Victorian. We get a chapter from his point of view saying, "Screw Euron, I'm the best warrior uh, the Iron Islands has ever known. I'm going to take Daenerys for myself, marry her, take her dragons." So even even then. So what I'm assuming is that Yara is taking the place of Victorian in this. She likes the idea. So their plan is to go yes. join up with Daenerys. Yes. I, ah, I, I think they so like they're, the, they're not going to Westeros. They're going to the Slaver's Bay. That's right. I think they like the idea of joining with a gigantic army with someone who, being the, with, with the, someone who has a strong claim being, to the Westerosi throne and dragons. Basically being the, na- the Navy of that yes, army. Yes, exactly. Um, uh, this is off topic. Where, when are we going to see Ian McShane? I thought he was in this season. I did, too. We're running out of real estate. So at least he's only going to be in half a season. Yeah. And he's got to be a pretty major character. Well, he teases in some sort of interview saying, I, I'm in charge of bringing somebody important back to life. We thought Everyone thought that was going to be Jon Snow he brought back to life. He, said, he, said, that, he said that jokingly. Um, maybe he was maybe he was maybe trolling. He, maybe he was joking, but uh, that's that's what he said. I'm like, who else is going to die? They're going to bring. Who cares? Yeah, you know, who cares? Who you know? <laughs> I do want to see him though. I miss him from Deadwood. So that makes that Iron Islands plot a lot better to me. They've they've saved that. If yeah. that's the case, which is who can be ready to try to join up with Danny first? Yes, that plot because she she is getting inching ever closer to actually motive. Uh, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Mobilizing. Yes. She's got a pretty darn good she's, army. She's mar- she is currently marching back to Marine, ready to go. She even yes. mentioned the Seven Kingdoms for the yeah. first time in like two seasons. And, a right, and right around the corner, look, there's about a thousand ships yes. on their way. You know? She finally <laughs> mentioned the daggum Seven Kingdoms after a couple seasons of worrying about the slave situation. Yes. Okay, so now that's what we move to is Vase Dothrak. Danny finally realizes her appreciation for Jorah. Isn't that sweet? Mm-hmm. When she finds out he has, first she's about, what is she going to do when she says, I can't keep you and I can't get rid of you? I think that was just a statement to kind of put the the ball in his court for a response. So he mm. says, I love you, sweet pie, <laughs> but I have grayscale. Yes. And so she starts crying and says, I demand you find a cure and be by my side when I rule the seven kingdoms. And I stood up and clapped because I'm like, finally, she's going to go do this, mm-hmm. hopefully. So again, he's going to be another... Uh, for like the fifth time, going to be off in the wilderness by himself. Well, this I th- guy better have the best survival skills of any person on this show. Well, you don't live to be. He's probably sixty. You know, in his yep. late fifties, early sixties, after having been banished young. Exactly. Right? You don't live in Westeros and Essos to be that age without a strong sense of survival. Um, it must have a pretty nice sleeping bag. Yeah, I, yeah really. Yeah, you, yeah. Could, you could build a fire with just snapping your fingers. You know. <laughs> yeah. But I, I took that scene. That was kind of tears of relief. For Daenerys, he basically made the decision for her. He wasn't allowed to be in her presence with the grayscale, so that's a decision she didn't have to make. So, at the very at worst case scenario, he goes off and finds a cure, and he's back to full strength, and she can make a decision then. Uh, another scenario is he is off trying to find a cure and dies while he's off finding a cure. And so Daenerys doesn't have to face the decision of having to, what to do with him again. Okay. I think, I think she did. He just made that 
decision very easy on So him. he's a little Jonas Salk situation going on. He's yes. attempting to cure uh, Grayscale. So, um, so Danny and the Dothraki march. I'm assuming they're going to go back to, to Marine. Yes, right? that's where the dragons the are. Yes. As we move to Marine, we find out that they're at peace. Grey Worm says uh, only two people have been killed, and that was the first day. <laughs> yeah, was, they didn't get the memo yet. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> they didn't know what had happened yet. Did uh, the TPS report about the no killings? You know? <laughs> I always wonder about that. Like in wars, you know, they have a they have a peace at uh, you know what, what peace accord. Well, that especially early wars, you know, even before World War II, it took a while for that to get to the front lines. And it's like, who's the poor sucker that died yeah. after the peace accord? Anyway, yeah. so Tyrion hatches this plan to give Danny the credit for having created the peace, mm-hmm. and. Repeats the cool. It was kind of cool. He threw that line back at Varys of who said anything about him, and then, yeah. then we meet this other red priestess. Isn't mm-hmm. that how you how you refer to them? Yes, she was. Uh, we saw her briefly last season when really? uh, Tyrion and Varys were on their way from um, Pentos to Marine on that journey, and Tyrion had to get out of that cart because he's right. going. She insane. mentions that on the. She mentions Valantis. Yes, yeah. and so they got out, and on that the was the, 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 the long bridge of Valantis is when That's what uh, she is. Says. is uh, Tyrion and various witness one of her speeches. She was out. I remember that yeah. now. Yes, yes, yes. Um, so that was right before he got uh, captured by, by Jorah. Jorah. Yeah. Okay, yeah, I got you. So this is basically the a different version of of Melisandre. She believes in all this uh, uh, red. What do they call that? She, the the Lord, the Lord of, of Light. Light? That's yeah. it. The Lord of Light. She says, "Danny's the chosen one. All non-believers should be killed." Tyrion says, "Oh, slow, slow down a little on that. We're not killing all these people." She agrees. He says, "We have followers of many faiths," is what he put it. She agrees. Yeah, we should give Danny credit. Let's do that. She's going to help mm-hmm. help do credit. But then Varys can't keep his mouth shut and says, "But you said Stannis was the chosen one, and going to talk some smack about the whole thing." And he says, calls her a fanatic and. Mm-hmm. And Tyrion tries to make the peace as he always does. Then he she counters the, to him with some knowledge on Varys's de-dicking. Oh, God. His, 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 uh, being separated from his penis. The two times we've seen Varys even approach emotional. The only two times is when, I think it's two seasons ago, maybe, two, maybe more than that, when he's describing to Tyrion how he was castrated, root and stem. Right, with, and, the, with the, uh, uh, the sorcerer in the box and exactly, all that stuff. Yeah, it, Exactly. And then there's this scene right here where it, that history is being spat back at, Begin- at him. The beginning or the end of a season was when that happened. But it was the beginning of yeah, season either three. Way. Yeah. What, um, she, she's obviously full of shit, this Lord of Light thing. She's not a sorceress. No. Well, not. then again, Melisandre's uh, some type of figure changer mm-hmm. so maybe there's something to it but i think this is a lot of shit because they were wrong about stannis and all this stuff it's sort of the oh well he's not the chosen one you're the chosen one yeah. maybe the, she's not full of shit but i think she might be she's just a propaganda whore at this so, point that's yeah. what i think but how does she know about that stuff with Varys? that's a great question unless she's particularly not full of shit i was just always thinking this lord of light stuff was crap yeah. unless the whole red priest lord of light following contingency has like a listserv Right. So, yeah, so, it's an email chain. Exactly. Yeah. So, you know, you, know you, you castrate one person, you, you, you create one eunuch, then everybody knows about you throw that. Throw a penis yeah. into a fire and hear it, some words. It, everybody exactly. should know like about Smoke it. signals, if you will. Exactly. Come, yeah, um, that's the only, I mean, like I said, that, that's obviously a joke, but there is something somewhat mystical, either superficially or tangibly, uh, about this faith that they serve. And as with any, anybody else, there's the people who are actually able to... Uh, 
conjure things with this faith. And then there's the people that just like think it's a cool gig to have. To yeah, when I wrote yeah. this note that I said, well, she's obviously full of shit. How does she know about this? I forgot about the thing with Melisandre and her age when yes. we found out she was actually this really old woman. So yeah. there may be there, like, maybe there is something, whether they're right or wrong about this being this chosen one and all this stuff. Mm-hmm. There's something. Maybe she has some knowledge. Maybe she was the sorcerer. That's right. right. Yeah. The, the, she was she's, there. She's actually, she's actually 200 actually, years old. She's actually a man, baby. Yeah. <laughs> or that. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. I, I took this to mean, like, I, I had trouble with this scene. Like, I had tr- trouble with Tyrion just handing the playbook over to a complete stranger. Right. I really did. I thought, I mean, and I thought uh, varies with his... It's a very important part of this, too, is to, it, to regain exactly. the trust, to make Danny this, yeah. uh, the, get, have the trust of the city again. Yeah, you send that airplane out into the, the paper airplane out into the, into the, the crisp blue sky, and you're just praying it's going to show up in the right person's hands with all the wind and all the things that could happen to it. I mean, he's assuming that... The correct information is going to reach the correct people's ears yeah. by this uh, red, you know, red priest, red priestess listserv contingent. Um, I took Vary's reaction because he's very vocal uh, in this meeting, more so than usual. To be like, I thought, felt like he was insulted that his little spider, his little birdies connection wasn't enough. Like his skills weren't enough for Tyrion, yeah, um, to mm-hmm. rely on to make sure that uh, the correct. Um, Credit was being given to the correct person. Um, yeah. And I took him to be a little, a little slighted by this. I, I, it will be interesting to see in the next couple episodes whenever it does happen. There's no way this ends well. Well, it'll be <laughs> interesting to see when da- Daenerys gets home yeah. and sees what's going on. And, and she may go, no, 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 no. We're not involved in these, these, these lunatics, fanatics, as, as yeah. um, Varys called her. So anyway, we move on. More Bran. He's warging again. Congrats, Bran. He, he sees the white army, and he's like, holy balls, with yeah. the whites, which it's, you know, some of the name choices in this show are interesting to me. The White Walkers, and then white, spelled yeah. W-I-G-H-T. That's right. It's confusing. It is. So the whites are the zombie yes. skeletons. The reanimated corpses, yes. Right, who are under the control of the White Walkers. Yes. Spelled like the color, yes. the White Walkers. So he sees this, but... Different than the other warging scenarios have been, at least I think, they the, the White Walkers acknowledge his presence. Yes. And they go, oh, he's here. Mm-hmm. They, they can obviously see people who are doing this. Because, you know, when they were standing there, I guess um, Ned could sense them in, the, in one of them. Was yes. It Ned? Yes. He said father to him at the uh, Tower of Joy battle. Which we haven't and, seen the end. We didn't see what happened in the and damn we, tower. I'm, and I'm we just probably assume, won't. I'm just assuming we won't. I'm all, pissed, I'm all pissed off about it. I but, know, you know it. Whatever, you know. I was thinking this was going to be great. We were going to see some backstory and, the, and Robert's Rebellion and all this fun stuff. But instead, oh, this all crap happens. Yeah. So the White Walker touches him. Yeah. And then we didn't know this, but I think this is part of this convoluted plot they were doing to get Bran's plot moving. Yeah. Well, if you get touched... They yeah. can come in here now. This is where I could not agree with you more with the whole, uh, the, the double D's trying to shake things up out, uh, away from the George R. R. Martin yeah. plot. This, uh, whenever time showrunners now have a, their nose in, a, in the clear blue wind and they're not, some ways it's good to have a lot of canon already written so that you have source material that uh, promotes a lot of content uh, on the yep. air. But sometimes you feel like you're a little, you're a little boxed in by it. Um, right. So without that, those books existing uh, in front of them to kind of keep them aimed in a certain direction, they're like, you know what? I'm getting the feeling that 
we don't, people don't want to see Bran inside this tree anymore. We got to get him out. How do we do that? Well, we got to get the White Walkers in there. Well, we got to figure out a way that they can breach the door because we saw the, the, the Whites blow up as soon as they, they crossed the threshold at the end of two seasons ago. So how do we do that? And then you do the whole um, the vampire right of invitation. A vampire can't come into your home unless you invite him in. So it's a, it's a play on that Similar where, where he yeah. touches his hand. So now that they're, now he's got passage exactly. Yeah, that's what you know. And I'm okay with it because it will put this thing in motion. Yes, yes. And it did seem pretty convoluted. And they they were stuck, man. This is a very complex story, and they need things to happen so future things can happen. And they needed Brand to get the hell out of there. Yeah, they just did. And they came up with this thing, and they decided this Hodor death at the end was going to be a uh, a major, uh, an exciting way to end an episode. Mm-hmm. Uh, they've have they have way more climaxes in their narrative structure than Martin does. Yes. He, he had like two or three a season. They have one every episode basically. Now yeah. there's a climax. Of well, some we kind. saw that at the end of last season when we we were getting a ton of new info that weren't in the books. We saw like as a stretch of three episodes, starting with like episode seven, I want to say. Um, we got we got the hard home episode. Yep. We got the episode where Danny rides Drogon. Uh, we got, started kind of moving beyond the, the book narratives. Exactly. We got the episode. Well, I'm, I'm forgetting about one. I'm losing my mind. But it, uh, oh, we got the episode where uh, Stannis tries to take Winterfell. I was going to say, if you can't remember everything specifically that <laughs> happened in last season's late episodes, I'm going to be pretty pissed yeah. off. Like I said, but I mean, there was like some huge nonsense, not yeah. nonsense, but some huge stuff happening. Like ramping up a lot earlier in the season, so I mean, we yeah, we're, and we, I think that's the influence of the, of the showrunners over the Martin book material. Yeah. Okay. One more thing before we get to the final. One more scene before we get to the final thing. We're back at the wall. This is seems like a very important strategic meeting here. Mm-hmm. There, it's it's John and and Davos and the new Sansa and Brienne. They're they're strategizing on how they're going to survive, basically. They're saying, yeah. we, we're we going to be attacked from the north by this crazy zombie army that we saw. From the south, the Boltons are coming to get us. We need people. We And they were saying, we need to take Winterfell. That's the only way we can defend, because Winterfell is easily defended. Mm-hmm. So they decided they need some more people. They That's when they start talking about they got to get these small houses, which uh, all, all the major houses are on Bolton's side, and that's when Davos says the line about they, want, they don't want to have their family skinned, even though yeah. they're men of honor. They decide to go small houses. That's when Sansa breaks out. Mm-hmm. Got got a little something here for you. Yeah. Uh, the my uncle, great uncle, the Blackfish, Brendan Tully, is back at River Run. There are their Stark allies. That's when they say, "Well, it needs to be the name Stark, so we can get these small houses." Um, my question about that part of it. There's still more. My question about that part of it is, is so they are still at the wall. Yes, so they will be in, Black, in, yeah. they'll be an invading force, and although Boltons are going north, how big an army do they have? The Boltons? No, how big an? Excuse me, my, that was a poorly worded question. How big an army does um, John slash Sansa have? And it's an army of wildlings yeah. for the most part. Well, if we go by what uh, Tormund said uh, an episode and a half ago, uh, the non-elderly women and children aspect of the wildlings that made it out. Through the wall and then from hard home, um, numbers somewhere between two and three thousand, you know, warrior men. And we don't know how big the Blackfish's army was, although it was big enough to beat the Bolton forces at River Run, right? Wasn't it Bol- the Boltons that took over River Run? That is true. That is true. Because uh, the bulk of um, the River Run army went with John wherever he was going because he called his banners. Uh, and then uh, obviously, a lot of those men died uh, in the 
campgrounds uh, of the Red Wedding. So anyone who was kind of from the Riverlands area. Not called by John, but called by, he called his banners, the, the one that died at the Rob. Rob. Rob, Rob yeah. You, you said John, you meant I, Rob. My apologies. You meant Rob, you meant yes. Rob. yeah. Um, too, too confusing not to clarify. Yes, yeah. <laughs> so you, but you're exactly right. So uh, the, and the black, we, we knew the Blackfish made it out of there alive. So he's probably spent the last two and a half seasons since the Red Wedding just gathering forces to get his home back. And he's and that, a great warrior, correct? Yes, he's yes. known as a great warrior. This is a big deal. To, so can the ragtag wildling army with John and the new Sansa and the Blackfish army, are they enough to overtake the Boltons? I think so, because the statement I like to keep making for many of life situations is, the fish stinks from the head. That Bolton army is led by a complete sociopath. Right. and, not and Those people will turn on him probably quickly. Yes. I, I don't think he's going to be a very good battle commander. Yeah, if you want him to sneak in, in the dead of night and kill a couple of horses and set some tents on fire, he could probably do fine for you. Yeah. But if you've got to lead seven, 10,000 people into a battle in the north... Um, I don't think he's got the chops for it. And and so here's the thing. They also say this, that there, Sansa has to be the leader, as you said, mm-hmm. and that's all part of, of uh, once again, Littlefinger's whole plan. is always comes to fruition. It, she'll end up being the wardeness of the North, but these these underhouses, the Karstarks, the Umbers, and there's another the one. The Manderleys, the Hornwoods, yes. No, the, there was three major ones. The Tullys were one. So no, 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 no. The the, 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 the Karstarks, the, the under umbers, the Mandalays from White Harbor is the third big house. Okay, Mandalays. Yeah, okay, yeah. they will probably turn on the Boltons as soon as they realize the Tullys are the, the Blackfish is in this. So it really could be the Boltons against all of the North yes. because the North remembers. They've yes. been saying that since season one. They're going to remember, even though Ned killed the car or Rob yeah. killed the Karstark guy. Yeah, you would think that they would forgive this situation because of how crazy the Boltons are. Yeah. That's going to be fun and probably. One of the concluding pl- uh, climaxes of yeah. this season is going to be this big battle. Ramsey's dead. Hopefully, uh, Sansa, Sansa is going to be standing in Winterfell, top of the tower with the flag waving. Yes, yes. As, mm. the, as the as the the yes. warden of the north, wardeness of the north. Yes. So that is a great that I is what, what I like about Game of Thrones is that stuff mm-hmm. more than the uh, more than the. Uh, the the magic of the weirwood mm-hmm. and the the faces god like no 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 I like this my army versus your army who's the rightful king the actual game of thrones yes. I like that part mm-hmm. better than I like the mysticism the white walkers than anything like that so we, f- we finally get to the the last scene mm-hmm. oh no no there's a little bit at the end of that that's actually fairly important which is a little bit of Brienne uh, Tormund likes Brienne humor. She says that ridiculous man with the beard, or whatever she says. She totally digs him. Yeah. Oh, oh she's playing the. Uh, she's playing the. He's he's gross. Get, yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. What a, he's gross. I like him. Uh, so a little bit of that, but Brienne speaks up and says, "I don't trust Davos and Melisandre because of this Renly thing. She was burned badly by yes. them." And she's like, "I don't trust them." And then Sansa says, "She trusts Bri- She says, "I trust my my brother John." Yeah. And she goes, "And then why did you lie to him?" Yeah. And that's that part I'm saying is that with the seed of distrust planted by Littlefinger, who everything he always does comes to true comes true anyway. Yeah. So I really wonder where they're going to go with that, and because it was a pretty obvious Littlefinger stops and says, "You're a half brother," and she, yeah. you know, and then a pretty obvious thing. Of him, her finishing a scene with the line. So why did you lie to him? Yeah, I think the easiest way that you probably thought this as well. The easiest way to boil that down is to be the most dismissive of it. Is I think she would have, she would have felt embarrassed 
to say that she got this information from Littlefinger and have to explain how they met and you're taking the advice of this man who sold yep. you to the Boltons. There's, there's all that. Plus, I don't think, uh, obviously, I don't think anybody else trusts Littlefinger. I, I know uh, Jon Snow probably says, I don't think we could take that man. If we set off a river run and there's another Bolton army in river run and not the Blackfish, um, that kind of, that kind of thing. I, I think she's thought that through saying yeah, that, yeah. yeah, she, she wants, she wants to start rallying the troops. And if she dropped Littlefinger's name, that would just, uh, you know, spring up all the seeds of, uh, dis- distrust they have for the, for, um, Peter Baelish. So we get to this scene with Bran, a, a, a 10 minute climaxing scene of him leaving the Weirwood and Hodor dying. Uh, we lose Summer, by the way. Another another direwolf goes down. How many is that now? It's like three out of the five. Well, we lost Robs. We lost Grey Wind at the Red Wedding. Yep. We lost Lady because she had to be sacrificed in place of Nymeria, which yep. was um, Arya's. I uh, put her down. Uh, yeah. Yep. Um, we lost Shaggy. Well, we think that Shaggy Dog's head that was brought in um, on a trowel yep. by the the, uh, gr- the small John Umber, and we lost uh, just this last episode. We lost Summer. So there's one left. There's two left. Two left. Technically, Nymeria's technically still alive in the woods okay. uh, on the, off the King's Road. And then there's great, uh, Ghost, rather. Oh, and that, uh, by the way, the end of that last season, that other fellow accepts his role as Lord Commander. Yes. Okay. I can't remember his name. It's something. Um, it's a funny name. It's like, it's a girl. It's Dolores. Dolores Ed is his name. Yes. His name yeah. is a man whose name is Dolores. <laughs> I'm not the Lord Commander. Uh, close the gate. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. So... You said you wanted two minutes to say your thoughts on Hodor. My thoughts are this scene was an action, was a, a neat action scene, but the plot, it was this entire long convoluted thing just to get Bran the hell out of there yeah. and that I don't care that Hodor's dead other than losing a fairly likable character, but not important. You're, you're, you said you needed yeah. two minutes. Go for it. Mission accomplished, by the way, on getting Bran out of that, that root cellar. He's out of there. Yeah, yeah. Um, so if that's what they needed to do, they got it yeah. done. Oh, yeah. There was a movie that I saw... When I was real young, probably eight, nine, ten, it was a movie called Krull, K U R K R U L L. I don't know if you ever saw this no. movie. Um, it's very science fiction, fa- f- fantasy, fantastical. Guy um, comes home after a, a long war. His father is uh, retiring as king of this uh, great land. It gets uh, sacked by an invading force. He is left for dead, brought back to life by a wizard, and he gets sent um, on this mission to try and raise an army to take back uh, and to slay all the people that killed his family. He finds this mystical throwing star that is like a boomerang with knives on it. It's really cool. It, it, it slices to people, comes back to him. He's rallying troops. He's finding an army. And one of the people he meets is, this, is a cyclops. And he's the coolest cat in the whole movie, and he tells a story about what, what Cyclopses are. He says, we pay the price with one of our eyes to be able to see the future on how and when we're going to die, when, how and where we're going to die. Yeah. So we know when it's coming so we can prepare ourselves. And so you have to make a choice. Do we just accept that death and be there when it's supposed to happen, or do we move away from it, try to elude it, but anyone's ever tried to do that costs them a much more painful and horrific death. Okay. okay? So... That you don't know about. Yeah, I got you. That's it, the trade off. Ex- exactly. And you f- me as a budding science fiction fantasy nerd falls in love with this character. He's fantastic. He's, he's a swinging this gigantic axe. He's great. Everybody's going off to the big battle, but he says, I got to stay here. I'm going to, this is where I'm supposed to die, right here. And it's killing him to see his friends go off to battle. He can't help them. So the battle's starting. They're not doing well. 
And then we see a scene the Cyclops has decided to shun his death destiny, and he makes his way to the battle. Okay. And he literally has to get himself between a shutting rock door and the other side of the rocks to allow his friends to, to work his way past him to get through. He's a big, strong guy. He holds it open as long as he can, and the door literally crushes him to death. Like, he literally gets pulverized yeah. to death by this. And an eight-year-old black guy, Sasan, is dying. I'm tears coming down my face. This guy is dying. I watched it again. <laughs> I watched it again immediately afterwards just to hope that it was, I, didn't, I didn't see it incorrectly. Yeah. So... <laughs> Smash cut to last... This explains a lot about your current life, Exactly. Smash cut to last night. (laughs) Mira gets through the door. Hodor gets through the door. She yells, hold the door. And I instantly turned back into the eight-year-old kid. Wow. Because I knew exactly... I knew exactly... You think this was an homage? I don't know. It would make me so... Or just a coincidence. It's probably a coincidence, but it would, I would love to know if George R. R. Martin would references that Kroll, similar, that Kroll movie as one, some, one of his one of his this influence. is even a Martin plot point. Well, we know that he tells the Double Ds how Hodor kind of got to why he's saying that. I don't know, I don't know if they... Okay, you're I, sure of this. I am sure of it. I actually saw an interview uh, done with him. I don't okay. know if it's specifically so it, this, from but From his yeah. brain, that was where it came exactly. from. Exactly. Gotcha. So she says, hold the door, and I'm like... He's gonna. Oh, that's that's his name. He's I knew it. Die, I knew yeah. it as soon as she said, "Hold the door," and I was I was dying of tears last night. Oh, I was Thomas, like, I'm not. I'm not joking. I'm oh, not joking. Thomas, you know I don't mind embarrassing well, myself in front of people. I don't care. How do you care that much about Hodor? It's like it's 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 it was it tra- it transferred me right back to it, that age I was. And maybe that's the emotional attachment that people have to something like that. I don't know. It just and that's perfect. Listen, it's perfectly legitimate to have the exact opposite or complete absence of any emotions. I thought it was to, a great scene. Yeah. It was it was really well done, and it was a it was a a fun is in the road because it's horribly tragic, but it was a cleverly thought out yes. way for all this stuff to go down. Especially given the requirements yeah. and all that you're saying yeah. about the vampire thing and the way yeah. that there had this X requirements make an interesting way for them to get out. Uh, and if you have to sacrifice Hodor on the way, well, he's kind of a, a meaningless character. Yes, but I mean, other than the protection part, like well, we you're, said. you're exactly right. I mean, in the grand scheme of things, that man is not going to factor one solid inch in the who sits on the Iron Throne and who lives or dies, yep. uh, you know, from the incoming winter. But because of his simpleness he basically had 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 100 percent approval rating as a character but because it, he's retarded exactly yeah. exactly if you had a negative uh, opinion towards him you're a worthless <laughs> yeah, piece of shit okay right. exactly okay <laughs> the only people that hate him are people that hate retarded people exactly yeah exactly yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. i didn't think about that angle yeah. that's why people love you. you have to exactly it's more it's only morally right exactly he's literally doesn't have done anything wrong yeah. and I, I completely agree uh, you know when you go back to you know this is one of the weaker episodes i i could get behind every single one of your points but you have to for those of you who have any kind of if you hear a song and it transfers you back to when you first heard it when something was important was happening in your life there's a it's it's sad that it's it's a movie for me yeah uh, but the, as soon as she said hold the door and he slams his back into the door i'm like oh you saw oh, martin see, you hilarious. motherfucker you know i still i still trust the show and and i'm fine because like i said at least two of the three and maybe you convinced me that even the aria plot yeah we're finally seeing some movement yeah like getting it back into the grand scheme yes which instead of them being completely isolated, which they've been, yes, we're finally yes. seeing some movement in those plots. All right, to wrap things up, that's how the show ends. Uh, we saw the next on. We see the beginning of a walk of atonement for Marjorie, but I, but then we see a, a, a what appears to be a Lannister the army, Cork army, yeah, 
So we may finally see a little movement in getting rid of the damn faith militant and the, uh, what's this, the sparrows. Yes. So that should be interesting next week. It was a very short next on. It was a very short next on, and Which, it seems to be that that since Kig's Landing took a monster back seat to the other three plots you brought up this week, yep. that's going to be the majority uh, uh, of next week. We need to have some heads rolling in Kig's Landing. I'm yep. sick and tired of this high sparrow horseshit. Yeah, he's an asshole. I mean, look, I mean, yes, he's an asshole, and I'm I'm fine having a negative opinion towards. I mean, I I, I enjoy hating someone on a TV show because it gives me somebody to hate, and if something yep. bad happens to him, that's good. What I can't stand is he's just like, well, we're gonna have this trial and the walk of a time. When the fuck is it gonna happen? And, and, what and, kind of fucking timetable yeah. does this just quote unquote justice system work I'm on? I'm looking here? forward to talking next week about it because you told me the history of all that stuff, the battle between the throne and yes. the 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 the, the uh, pillar of the faith. Yeah, yeah. So that. It'll be fun to see how that goes down. Um, I, 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 here, what's the over under? What are the odds, in your opinion, that we finally see Ian McShane next episode? I'm going to say under. Uh, we we no. don't. I'm saying we don't see it even next later. Week. I mean, you're thinking he's going to have like a two show arc. Uh, two to, there's five left. Yeah, I, like I said, I don't think it's going to be next episode. And okay. I'm I for, I got my hopes up when when Marjorie's standing there in front of everybody. And he's giving this. She stands before you. Blah blah blah. We're not going to see her naked like we did. <laughs> like that. <laughs> the, the gold cloak's going to show up and save her before. Ah, no boobs. Damn. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, that folks is the recap. Anything else for you to say, Thomas? As far as this episode's concerned. Like like I said, I. I I, of this, this season, I can get behind it being the weakest one so far, and it's been great. It's yes, it's still a great season. Yeah. And like I said, I think it was a lot of house housekeeping, a little a little cleaning house, a little bit. Yes. All right, folks, that's the program. We'll be back next week with another episode of the Game of Thrones recap. My name is Mark Pascal for Thomas Hassan saying we do not sew.